Hey, what's up, y'all? How in the fuck are y'all doing on this? Uh, I, have, I think it is a Friday. Woohoo! Everybody loves Fridays. <laughs> well, I, I do at least, right? A couple of days without the drama, without working, right? Without without putting on on the face, right? You know, in my personal career, um, you know, I do really have to. I don't have to be somebody else. I mean, I'm not going to be that dramatic with it. I, you know, I get to be me, but I only, you know, I have to be very careful about the parts of me that I allow the other people to see um, and interact with. If I give them the full me, the, you know, 100% Dave Baker with no chaser, oh, shit. (laughs) I would never be able to keep a job. No. It's pretty funny. Uh, you know, we have a we have a group text for our, uh, sales guys and service techs and stuff. You know, because uh, sales is um, it's one of those things. You know, I mean, you you, you keep your go you keep your guys you know pumped up and full of attaboys and and ready to you know get the world by the balls. And you know, we get a lot of that through our little group group texts and stuff. And the other day, they uh, somebody threw up something um, that was deemed political. In my opinion, it was a picture of Donald Trump, and this sparked a an, uh, um, a comment from management saying, "You know, no politics in this section, boys. Leave politics and religion out of it." And I mean, I I actually I 100% agree with that. That's a good policy, and we ought not bring politics or religion into into this group chat. This is about work, and it's about specifically. It's about it's about sales that go through, and you know how it's it's giving props to the people that that are doing well in the business. It's got nothing to do with politics or anything else. Um, man, am I good at fucking just getting off on a fucking subject? Anyways, uh, I was I was recently gonna dicking around Cora and stuff. <clears throat> And I came across a a, a, uh, a question about evolution, and it's it struck me as odd because it said, you know, is the out of Africa theory, you know, going to be debunked? And in my opinion, the out of Africa theory was never bunked to begin with. I mean, that's obviously not the right verbiage. It was never it was never proven. It never got beyond the point of theory. And I would say poorly thought out and evidence-free theory, okay, by some godless Jewish fuck that was, you know, not even godless. This is one of those atheists that believes in God but hates God, you know. So it's not, he's not an atheist even though he may refer to himself that way. Um, Like I've told you people, there's no real such thing as atheists. These are evangelical statists. Their God is the government, which is a social construct, you know, so they can say whatever they want about racial being a so, you know, race being a social construct and gender being a social construct. But no, 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 you fucking retards. Social constructs are things that don't really exist except for society gives them power by inventing them. And government is one of those things. These are simply people and buildings that have been given the titles of government by us and, and 
yeah, whatever, whatever the difference is between them and us, we have invented it in society, not nature. In nature, there's no fucking such thing as a government, okay? And in nature, prove, nature has hierarchical systems all throughout nature. I mean, you know, in, look at just look at a bee, <coughs> a beehive, and you know, it's it's very you know there's there's a system. There's the queen, who is absolutely protected because she is the, you know, the sole baby maker for that that bees community, and then the vast majority of the bees are protectors of the queen, and you know they feed the queen and, and anyways, nature is into hierarchies. In fact, a hierarchy is just the way that's a meritocracy right you know i i I guess um you know and i think there's some jobs that uh and as we become more scientific and we we do more studying of the way people think this should be coming the this should start becoming less sexist so to speak and more scientific right once we understand you know, the, the R&K selection of brains and stuff, you know. We understand that, you know, some people, like, oh, let, let's take, so, a while back, they did a marshmallow test where they took a bunch of kids and they would give these kids one marshmallow and tell them if they could stay there and look at the marshmallow for, like, five or ten minutes. It wasn't, it wasn't a long time, but it was long enough to be brutally long for a kid staring at a marshmallow. Um, and they told them, you know, you can eat the marshmallow now, but if you can wait, you know, five, ten minutes, whatever it was, we'll give you two marshmallows. And these, these videos are really just fucking adorable. I suggest that you guys look them up. White, black, Mexican kids, all of them. They're all adorable and they all, uh, <laughs> they all go through this, this visible, uh, psychological struggle of, do I want it now or do I have what it takes to wait. And yeah, eight and ten kids gobble that fucker up within like the first minute. <laughs> oh, they have no capability of uh, you know, time preference. Um, this is a this is something that's that's born into our uh, personalities and stuff through trial and error. Okay? People that live in Iceland, you know. If they're feeling the hunger pains in in winter and they're looking at their seed crop going, man, I'm fucking starving. But I know, I know that if I eat my seed crop, I will have nothing to plant come spring. And then we will have no fucking food this time next year. So I have to have a very high time preference and a high IQ to live in in Iceland. If I live near the equator where there is no growing season, food grows year round and you don't even really have to farm it. You can just walk out into the bush and grab a fucking banana or a passion fruit or some other fucking, (laughs) you know, exotic fruit. Chances are you're not going to have to put a lot of time and energy into developing, you know, good farming techniques or hell canals you know you're not going to really care about how to move water around um 
all of these things are kind of big deals as far as moving your society along. People talk about the uh, the Industrial Revolution as if that was the first, in you know, revolution in technology that really gave mankind a step up, but the industrial revolution would never have been possible without first having the agricultural revolution okay uh long long before the time of the enlightenment and stuff there was a massive improvement in agriculture and it was you know the development of the plow and you know just other techniques that provided uh, for farms to become all, all of a sudden so much more efficient and provide so much more food than they had in the past. Um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, maybe it was uh, getting more familiar with fertilizers. I know um, bat guano used to be, oh boy, it was, it was very, very expensive stuff. Um, so expensive that uh, for folks that live in San, near San Francisco, there's uh, there's an island, there's a small island chain that's just outside of the Golden Gate that I think I think God put it there just to fuck ships up that I think they're going to come into the uh, the bay. But what is it? The Paralon? I it's it's I I can't. I've been saying it my whole life, and for some reason I'm blanking on them. But um, it's basically an island that is just covered in bird shit. And uh, early Americans would, um, you know, harvest this bird shit and make really good money at it. So <clears throat> the idea that soil needed fertilizers and stuff, this all added to the agricultural revolution. And this is what freed up people's time to start thinking about steam engines and single motor operated factories and this sort of thing. And then you, we got we got the industrial revolution which actually began in England and then quickly made its way across the pond. Um, and it, it and the industrial revolution was the harnessing of steel and steam. Um, yeah. And and then Henry Ford's brilliant introduction of the assembly line which you can have any opinion on it that you want um, he had the foresight to understand that you can spend a lot less to teach fellows how to turn a wrench a certain way than, you, than it does to have all your employees know how to build a car from start to finish it's just this this was a uh, a brilliant insight in, into the business of production and it's well he's still credited with it today and he's still a famous american for it today even though he has a famous book called the international jew and henry ford was not a big fan of jewish folks not i mean not all jewish folks but he deep he was convinced that there was a plan and that the Zionists of the day were not on America's side. And, uh, well, as it turns out, he was right. So, Henry Ford is a great man. 
And when he was asked, you know, how he felt about the protocols of the learned elders of Zion, um, he said, well, he, he said the same thing I do. Um, if it's a hoax, it's a hoax. But regardless, every single thing that's in the book is the world as we see it today. So whether it's a hoax or not, it's it's told it's you know it's been a better fortune teller of what's to come than anybody ever could have dreamed of who in the fucking world could have predicted that we were going to have three world wars uh the first one was to be i mean they 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 described these wars before they happened okay the first world war was to be a breakup of the great powers and to kind of fuck up the Middle East and 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 get get Palestine a kind of a place in there, okay? And then the second world war was to be a push to get the diaspora, all the Jews that had grown comfortable in their lands of, you know, America or Germany or wherever they were being treated just fine, didn't really want to go live in fucking Palestine where it's all dusty and dirty and fucking you know there is this the constant violence in Palestine in in Israel at the time Israel was was from day one they were just using awful fucking terror techniques to try to ingratiate themselves with their neighbors well that's not a good way to ingratiate yourself with your neighbors maybe you ought to try bringing over a fucking bunt cake or something and saying Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we live next door. It would be all right if we come over and borrow a cup of sugar every once in a while. Hey, you know we know that you're a Muslim and we're Jews, but we can get along. People in this area have been getting along just fine for thousands of years. And so we want to continue to get along. But that's not what the Jews of Israel said. No, 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 no. They said, this is ours, not yours. God says so. So just get your shit and get the fuck out of our fucking land. It's ours. God said so. That's how that's that's a the obnoxiousness at which and then the level of thinking these people are bringing to the table. All other religious books are to be fucking you know made fun of and given no respect whatever, but Judaism is beyond reproach. These motherfuckers that cut their fucking tips of their fucking sons' dicks off. Just so they can know them in a sexual sense. You know, when homie drops his drawers, if there's no cut, there's no fucking sex, I guess. Unless she's a bad Jewish girl. This is insane, Andy people. Why not just brand your people? I mean, as they come out as a baby, just take a fucking a red-hot fire poker and... Hit him with the fucking Star of David or the Star of Remphan or whatever the fuck, right? Mutilating their dick is horrific. And, by the way, folks, when it goes wrong, and it goes wrong all the fucking time, it leaves uh, irreparable damage to the penis. Yep, yep, yep. So, we're talking about something that is purely cosmetic. This is a cosmetic, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, for the baby, um, uh, it's torture, it's not, it, it is torture, this is, uh, 
and it's probably comes with a bit of PTSD. Like I said, they don't give you any anesthetic. They don't fucking, they don't even hardly try to get the baby's attention. And in Jewish cases, the babies are surrounded by lunatic looking fucking people. Some fucking loony fucking moil rabbi guy. He cuts the tip and then it's their practice to put his mouth on the tip of the fucking freshly cat, uh, freshly, um, clipped dick. Yes. And babies have gotten herpes from their rabbis by doing this. I'm so fucking sorry, folks. But we let Jews get away with so fucking much. First off, in this country, we have something called animal rights. In my opinion, this is absolute lunacy. Animals don't have rights. Period. Rights are a social construct. They're something that human beings have by nature of their humanity. Anything that can be property cannot have any rights. Your property. Any, yeah, yeah. It, your owner has every right to do to you what he wants. That's what ownership is called. And I don't know if you all know this, but your dog doesn't own you. You own it, in fact. Okay? You're the one that buys it, pays for all of its health and food and all that shit. So, you own that dog the same way that, you know, white slavers owned their slaves. You know, the same way that you might <clears throat> own a horse and work the fuck out of it to get your fields plowed. It's yours to abuse. Uh, I just watched um, True Grit for, I don't know, the millionth fucking time. Uh, this was the one, the, the the remake one, which is really, really good. I think, I mean, it's it's as far as remakes go, they did a really, really good job. Um, well, what's his name? The guy that plays the dude in The Big Lebowski. He does a great job of Rooster Cogburn. It's fucking awesome. But at the end of the movie, he's trying to save that young girl's life. He's stabbing the fucking horse in the haunches to get it to fucking run itself to death. And then when the time is done, old Blackie, the name of the horse, gets a bullet in the back of the head. Or, you know, whatever. He gets put out of its misery. But the man never kept his eyes off the prize. This horse is nothing. The, 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 the young woman that I am trying to save from a snake bite is the only thing that matters. Even matters more than, than, than the man's own health. He was clearly willing to, to ride at whatever cost he could to get that girl to safety. And so, right, animals have no rights. Can animals testify against you? No. No, they can't. So they don't belong in a courtroom. And if they can't testify as to what they smelled, how much they smelled, some of the, uh, you know, any questions. You can't cross-examine a dog. So dogs have no fucking, they, they have, yeah, they don't belong in our courtrooms unless you're blind. And they do not, do not belong with police in a case of probable cause. Now, if the police want to use a dog to try to sniff out a missing person, or hell, go after fugitives that just escaped from prison, I have no fucking problem with that. But if you think you get to fucking bypass the Fourth Amendment 
by taking your fucking stupid, retarded fucking dog around my car and making it bark and then trying to tell me, oh, no, 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 that's nothing I did. You're, my dog, it's telling me that it smells dope. Really? Really? It's telling you that? Because all I hear is, roof, roof. You must speak dog. Okay, well then you're too goddamn crazy to tell me what the fuck to do. So, no people, dogs don't have rights. Animals don't have rights. People have rights. And you have a right to your property. Okay, if animals had rights, when dogs, when cops come to your house and they shoot little Fluffy for barking too much, that would be murder. If you happen to fucking, you know, out of pure just, you know, self-preservation, start poking the eyes out or just doing whatever you can to get a vicious cop dog off of you because his owner is watching the dog eat you and not helping you. That's assaulting a police officer. That's a felony. So, I mean, how Looney Tunes is that? Ah, and again, I cannot stay on topic. I really, I wanted to talk about evolution. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, yeah, the out, of, the out of Africa theory has been de- is being debunked. The problem is... The out-of-Africa theory never held any fucking water. Not one. Not one. And then, you know, they can say, well, you know, genetically, we're tracking things back. Where the fuck do the aboriginal people from Australia fit in? Hmm? Because they appear to have been there just as long as anybody's been on Africa. So, there's so many things that do not fit in to modern archaeology. And because of this, they have... Well, in my opinion, um, archaeology is no longer a science. It's, it's just been co-opted, and it's a disgusting tool to misinform and, and, and destroy our history, not enlighten you or, you know, give, um, give you any, any, any realistic history of, of what really happened. Uh... You know, this idea that the earth was formed through billions of years of insanely slow processes is just disproved once we can get above the ground and look, okay? Like, the whole Midwest is covered in these riffles that you really only find from, like, riverbeds and shit, right? The Grand Canyon, they tell us that that mighty, you know, one mile deep and one mile wide canyon was cut by the lazy Colorado River. <laughs> Come on, people. It doesn't look that way. No, 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 no. It looks like a massive flood drained out that river in a span of a few weeks. That's what it looks like. It's just... It's cut too fucking... Too big, too fresh, and too deep to be the result of a lazy river that is nowhere near a mile wide. <laughs> oh, man. And so that's the deal. Uh, one thing we need to remember with evolution is that it is not just the theory of people. Evolution is an all-encompassing theory that, uh, that attempts 
to prove everything going back to the Big Bang up to today okay so the very first part of evolution begins with junk science okay they tell you that in the beginning all of the mass in the universe was condensed to the size of like the head of a pin how the fuck do they know this and what the fuck was this head of a pin doing wherever the fuck it was living or what you know what the fuck but this is what they tell you and then their math even these douchebags that do science by incredibly long and confusing mathematical equations that nobody in the world can follow even them their math doesn't pencil out there was a massive explosion and let loose of energy where all of this pent-up mass just exploded into what we now know as the universe well their math already already right here apparently caused them such a problem that it wasn't working so they had to come up with a phrase an economic phrase they used called inflation and they used this phrase for the the unexplained and totally nonsensical uh, drop in massive excessive heat that should have been generated from this massive explosion that they say just doesn't exist and so they call it inflation and they say that the world you know the, this 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 flying mass that came out of this pin was incredibly hot and then it and it cooled in a fashion that's just never never happened before or since like so many other things with the big bang okay so then the big bang continues on right it didn't just give us the big bang but then after all that mass was flying apart from each other and mind you they tell us today that this mass is still flying apart from each other and still picking up speed yeah yeah not slowing down but speeding up and these are the people that think that you know the universe is then going to contract back into the small pin again like i've said these are the fucking dope smokiest people I have ever fucking heard of in my fucking life. And being a dope smoker myself, it shocks me because, I don't know, none of this stuff makes any sense to me. I guess I'm a bit more down to earth. But anyways, eventually things cooled down enough and our sun, for whatever reason, chose hydrogen and to build up so much hydrogen that it ignited and turned itself into a nuclear explosion that is only regulated by its own gravity okay it's a constant nuclear explosion constantly exploding but because of the gravity of it it's constantly keeping it pulled in okay okay doesn't make any sense to me but that's what they say and then our and then as as our sun developed uh all these rocks in our solar system started to cool down and they started to come together right and eventually earth was a big rock of the element carbon carbon and gets the first element on the fucking periodic table but whatever carbon and it's why we call everything that's got to do with carbon organic chemistry 
And there we were, a rock of carbon. And apparently, some water got mixed up in this rock. I don't know how, without an atmosphere, but that's what they say. We had water. And between water, electricity, and this rock of carbon, they tell us that we got a single-celled organism. One single-celled organism that I guess was able to reproduce onto such a fantastic level that by the time this single-celled organism started to mutate with genetic <laughs> improvements, not, not, not genetic defects, but genetic improvements, that it was able to find other genetic defects to, to mate up with. And, and thus the story began. And, 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 and there you go. All of life evolved from there. Now, Darwin said, I will be vindicated through the fossil record, which he would have had to be. We should be digging up millions and billions and billions of the most horrific fucking mongoloids that are just genetic throwaways that nature didn't like. Right? But they're never, they're not, they're no, nowhere to be found. We can find dinosaur boards, bones, supposedly, but we cannot find a single half-breed species. And by half-breed, yes, I mean, I want to see something that's going from banana to fucking mammal, okay? I want the hardest core example you can show me. And because of the vast riches we're dealing with in evidence that should be there, I can, I can demand this. And yet they cannot produce it. They can't produce one single shred of physical evidence that evolution is anything other than a gigantic DMT trip taken by fucking Darwin on the Galapagos Mountain uh, Island. And that's all it is. That's all it ever has been. And, uh, man, has it never been easier to notice. So y'all take care. Good luck with this potpourri of thoughts. Hopefully it doesn't ruin your day. Hopefully it adds something to your day. <laughs> I don't know. It got something off my chest, so I feel better. Y'all take care. Stay safe.